Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to Dragoncast. Home of House of the Dragon. Dragon. Gather your small council, send out your ravens, and call in your bannermen. I'm Hand of the King Jamie East, here to guide you through the insane world of Westeros and beyond. Hey everybody, how are you doing? Uh, Welcome uh, to Dragoncast episode 27. We've done at least 20, not even including bonus episodes, not including any of the OAs. This is our 27th episode talking about the world of Westeros. I am Jamie East. And I'm Chris Mandel. And together, we are Jedwood. <laughs> uh, how's, how's your week been? Uh, you, uh, if anyone follows Chris on Instagram, they'll know that uh, someone was a little party animal last night. Yeah, it was indeed. I was at a BAFTA, a BAFTA after party last night. Um, Does that mean that you don't get to go to the ceremony, but you, you have to kind of hang around <laughs> waiting for everyone to Correct. arrive from the ceremony? Yeah, okay. yeah, correct. Wasn't at the actual BAFTAs this year, although I have been before. Just at an after party um, with a friend of mine, my friend James, who works in the industry. He got me in uh, at Chilton Firehouse, which is this bougie yeah, yeah. kind it's of nice like, Chilton. it's like a granny, like if a granny's house was also like a club. I always it's get quite, lost when I go there. It's so, I'd actually never been before because I don't go to Marlborough that often. Not hanging out with the you know the darlings Boy, of, uh, yeah. of exactly so i went for the first time it's so hard to get your bearings in that place yeah, but i think it's it really by design is. i think it's to because what, what i noticed was we got there kind of early like half 10 because they do start turning your way even if you've got your name on the door so we were like let's oh, just really? get there oh, yeah, right. yeah, yeah. yeah 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 and um i was just about to tell you before we started recording like my friend was telling me how complicated the politics of after parties are because a lot of celebrities kind of have to go to some but like different studios or different managers sort of trade so it's like okay if you want my client to go to this one i want one of your clients to come to mine and so oh, there's wow. this weird so what, netflix netflix speak to disney and, and i don't know kind of i think barter. it is i think it is the yeah my understanding is because each of this they have like awards like people that work they produce the after parties and yeah well there's a whole there's a whole section of staff at every kind of studio yeah. that just purely deal with awards and it's kind of it's a it's like managing all the trains coming in and out of clapham junction you have to sort of go okay if you're going to come in at like midnight and you're going to leave at two we need to make sure there's a few buzzy people at like 11 and yeah. some people you know okay. anyway yeah, yeah, yeah. it was it was good though but it's really interesting because you go and you think oh my god like i'm just going to be like chatting to emma thompson and like <laughs> and nah. stuff like that but there's all these like rooms and like weird corridors that like n- normal people like me don't know because i was i don't want to be a rude guest right so i'm going yeah. oh, i don't want to be like looking through all these doors and stuff but that's god, where I a, lot absolutely of pe- be doing that. Yeah. a lot of people sort of had out the other thing i want to say really quickly so I was 
having um, nature was calling, so I went to the toilet. Always on my best behaviour in these in these venues, and this was a really course, posh, of course, really yeah. posh toilet, right? So I was like, keep eyes up front. They're very difficult. The toilets at a Chiltern Firehouse are impossible to find. They're fucking miles away from yeah, everywhere, they are. aren't they? Yeah. But I was at the very very end of the row, right, minding my own business. Are we getting a celebrity cock story? Oh my god, no, guys, we're getting guys, we're getting a celebrity <laughs> cock story. No, I wish, I wish, because I would, I would have looked anyway. So I keep seeing all these people walking past me and I'm thinking, I'm at the end of the row. Like, yeah. what is going on? Where is everyone? Like, because it's at the end of this, you know, it's like a corridor, this toilet. It's like a long mm. corridor. So I I'm finally look up, turn around, and the mirror at the end of the toilets is actually a door. And all these people are sort of filtering through and I'm like, what the fuck? So I started, I washed my hands, obviously, followed them. And there's this like smoking terrace like a secret smoking terrace by the bogs. Oh, wow. All these people were hanging out. And it was, I, I like, it was really dark. I was talking to some like fashion, maybe like a fashion designer. I don't know who he was. Yeah. And I'm going, did you just walk it, walk through here? Like me, I just sort of saw everyone walking along and thought I better join in. And he was like, no, I, I, I came out for a smoke. <laughs> <laughs> but I was going like, did you just get caught up in this as well? I didn't know where we were going. I thought there might be like, like and he was like, like no, it's, babe, the sm- it's the smoke. It's the thing at, at, the, at the firehouse. That's the thing. They call it the firehouse. Oh, I see. Anyway. You were going, you were, going, you were calling it Chilton. Yeah. yeah, I was like, where's Mr. Chilton? And I like his <laughs> firehouse. But it was really good fun, actually. Um, I got nice. home uh, about 3.30. Oh, my God. No wonder you were happy when I delayed this by now. I know. But you know, I woke up this morning. I thought I did such a good job getting in, not making any noise, got into bed. Rob okay, got up yeah. this morning and I was like, Bet he didn't even hear me come in. He went, I heard. <laughs> you pissed in the wardrobe, mate. Yeah. I'd be yelling at him or something. You started trying to walk through a door in the mirror, <laughs> a, door, a mirror to, with a cigarette. Yeah. Face planting in the bedroom. Um, but enough about me. How are you? What's been going on? I'm all right. Yeah, not a lot. What's been going on, really? Um, just lots of lots of piloting kind of podcasts and stuff, mm. all good. What did you think? Did you, you, presumably you've not watched the BAFTAs yet, then. No, I saw the clip of, um, is it Ariana DeBoss doing the that rap- awful song? Oh, Jesus Christ. It was, um, look, I don't want to, I'm going to say this in advance. I'm sure some of my friends worked on the show last night, mm-hmm. almost certainly. Um, it was fucking dreadful. It was the whole really thing. bad. Yeah, it was bad. It was bad. Just really misjudged. The whole Richard E. Grant, God love him, is a national treasure, but he should not have been presenting that. He should not have been hosting that. He was so nervous. Um, mm. He just kind of like all the gags were. He obviously didn't want to kind of like be edgy or, which is absolutely fine. You know, not everyone has to be Ricky Gervais at the Golden Globes, but it was all a bit sycophantic and a bit yeah. kind of like he. He put, at one point he picked up a sheet of paper to read from, and, <gasps> and his hand he could not stop his hands from shaking it was quite it was a little bit sweet but also you just like this isn't what i want for my host of like the biggest film event in in, in britain yeah. and it kind of and breaks then, the illusion right because when they're in breaks the illusion f- yeah. safe filmed pre-recorded environments people like richard exactly. e grant and i think alison hammond as well are like they, they look well, very good at like rehearsed off the cuff stuff and then you get well, them this is it. yeah so actually then, live and it's like oh you're yeah. actually not good at this well alison hammond they they created this weird backstage area for Alison Hammond. I don't know why they'd done this. Oh, I didn't know that. So so she wasn't like co-hosting, like stood on the stage. She was just like in the green room. They'd made this like green room bit for her. 
Um, and But Alison Ammon's great at kind of like creating viral moments and laughing and being, all right, Bab, you know, that yeah, kind yeah. of thing and putting her hand on Harrison Ford's knee and all that kind of <laughs> stuff and creating those off-the-cuff kind of like TikTok-y moments. But they've got her there... I, I suspect it's like a foil to mm. Richard E. Grant's kind of like straightness um, mm. to bring the fun to it. But then they just sucked the life out of it. They gave us some questions to ask and they were just, it's just awful. It's like, you know, they had Barry Keown and um, oh, Kelly. What was oh, uh, she won, uh, didn't his, she? Kelly at his co-host, Kelly, Kerry Condon. Um, they both won. They were both BAFTA winners, sat there. Alison Hammond's first question was, what was what's Colin Farrell like? And it's just like, what a shit question to ask two BAFTA winners. You know, it's like, but it was that kind of thing where it was just, and then that Ariana DeBose rap oh performance thing was just, was just but, so awful. I mean, and also you never know how these, you know, sometimes when you, you devise these ideas, you think, oh, this will work. But the thing about that rap, because that is the one thing I did watch, everyone in the audience is mortified. And the fact that yeah. you've got Kate Blanchett who's probably quite good at looking like she's having a good time when she's having a bad time. Yeah. If you've caught her looking mortified and you've caught yeah. Jamie Lee Curtis and, and Viola Davis, just you're like, wow, this is just, you didn't expect this was going to fall so the flat. The thing right? with that rap is, it was like, its sole purpose was to do what an opening monologue from the host should have done. Yeah. It should have been, that should have all been there where he's kind of name checking uh, the different films, taking the little, you know, taking the piss out of a few people and all that kind of stuff so it was purely there to fill that gap so a you've already made a bad choice of host if it's filling that gap mm. that gap should be already f well filled and sanded over by now yeah exactly secondly you do a rap they're quite difficult to follow the words are quite difficult to follow in a rap yeah so you've got this like four minute rap where she's name checking different actors and and films and situations and making little side jokes and it's like hang on a second i don't i can't understand what she's saying because she's fucking rapping it yeah over, yeah, yeah. over over a show tune and it oh my god it was and just... i think also like we were talking about the brits last week and i think if mm. like you know we we watch a lot of films and telly and stuff for our jobs but like I even I sort of feel a bit like on the back foot with when awards come round. I've not seen all the things, right? Like I don't go right. to the cinema that often. So yeah, yeah. I actually don't mind if these sort of events were a little bit more down, like straight, straight down the middle. Yeah. I, I want to be a fly on the wall, not feel like they're making it for me at the expense of the people in the room. And I think when they do stuff like that Colin Farrell question, they're trying to entertain us first and give everyone in the room a nice time second. And I actually think yeah. if you just televised a fairly like straight laced awards ceremony, there'd be more opportunities for stuff like natural charisma to come out. But when you're sort of going, Alison is going to have to go viral at this interval and this interval and this interval, yeah, and yeah. you try and create viral content, I just don't think it mm. works. I just would no. love to feel... And I think this is true for a lot of people. You just want to feel a bit plugged in for a night, right? You want to go, yeah, ooh, exactly. ooh, that speech. I didn't know that the costume designer was also the person that did this. I feel more yeah. informed. And I think Barry and Kerry are so talented. And I wish, yeah, and stuff like that, you think, I just wish yeah. you'd got taken a bit more seriously. We had, we had two packages about the Queen. It's like, I heard you know, the Helen Mirren God, one was apparently awful. God rest, us, God rest us soul and all that. But, you know, we did not need in nearly March 2023 to dedicate a whole VT to the Queen dying, which mm. we've kind of, we've, we're VT'd out. We're, we're Queen montaged out by now. 
you know, yeah, didn't need it. And then I still see the fireworks yeah. in the shape of the Queen are like burnt into my retina stuff. I know. And then having Helen Mirren being interviewed by um, by Alison Hammond about a film that she played, a film role that she played seventeen years ago. Ridiculous. Just insane. And and Jerry Halliwell had more airtime than any of the winners. How is that? <laughs> In what world, in what multiverse is that even acceptable? Kang wouldn't, you know, it's just fucking crazy. She does not need to be at the BAFTAs. What were the, what were the host, what were the award presenters like? Because when we talked about the Brits last week, we were saying that like some of them just felt like an AI had generated the lineup. Were they better? They were just just badly scripted, you know, Mm. the whole gags. You don't need to, not every line has to have a punchline at the end of it, I think is the, is the thing. Yeah. So you have like these weird pairings up, like you say, like almost like it's like those flip books that you get as a kid, where it's got you got oh we've got uh, fucking Cara Delevingne on the top, and we've got oh we've got someone of Casualty, you know it's right. that kind yeah. of thing. It's just just weird pairings, and and yeah, they all have to do these weird skits, and just fucking hell, don't do a skit. You know skits are really difficult to do. Not many people can do a skit. You know what I mean? Let alone people that aren't natural either actors or even that good in front of a camera. Oh, it's just fucking hell, you know. It's so they're so they're 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 really difficult to do well. So it's not. But if you if if you if you've got an inkling that you're you're taking a stretch with what you're doing, just don't do it. Like you say, play it straight. Keep which I guess is what they were trying to do with Richard E. Grant. It's just like we just want someone who loves the the industry, yeah. isn't going to slag anybody off. But he was just so nervous and bad. You know, I think he just wasn't a I great host. It's just really interesting though because I think there's this weird thing. I find this sometimes with work. Like people go, well, "We can't take it too seriously. We have to make it for the people that aren't fluent in the thing." And it's like honestly, I think you should have way more faith yeah. in people. There's a sincerity to. I mean, it's quite a serious work. It's a big industry. I think like yeah. I, I don't know, for example, a lot about hair and makeup. But what I don't need right. is for the category to be like, you know, making jokes about wigs. It's just, do you know what? Just, just take it seriously. Like I, I kind of yeah. think. Anyway, I, I, I'm sort of. I will watch bits back today. I think um, there was a great night. speech. The, the the guy, your man who uh, who directed and wrote Banshees of Inisherin. The guy who's, oh, um, Martin who's, on, who's yes, uh, he made a great speech. He, he thanked Film Four. Uh, who financed the film, which is why mm-hmm. it, it won as a British as a British film. Supposedly, Ireland are up in arms about. Oh, I see. Like, yeah, kind of, and it's like, well, you know, the cast were Irish, but actually, the director, the finance, the production was all was all British. Um, but he made a yeah. great speech. He thanked Film Four. He said, "Thank you, Film Four, who gave me almost zero notes throughout the whole project." And then he just said, <laughs> "Which is probably why I'm here right now." <laughs> oh. <laughs> I thought it was a great, great little swipe at kind of like meddling, meddling uh, execs. Um, yeah, and I think I think it's that I, I I we talked I think we talked about that film uh, Banshees of Inisherin. I like th- thought it was a bit hard to get through. What I would say yeah. is, you know, say what you will about whether it's good or not. Like it's a it's an it's a, a, an original. It's yeah. small budget, made. Thanks to like the you know the, the grants and stuff from the British Film Council and whatever, it's so important that things like that are celebrated because there's enough CGI, there's enough you know big blockbuster stuff, yeah. and I feel like it's great. It's like the little film that couldn't in a way. I think um, most of the films that won last night were kind of story based films. You know, Top Gun yeah. didn't do much. Everything yeah, Everywhere All at Once didn't do much. 
Um, it's very and they were both. With, yeah, exactly. But and actually, the ones that did uh, all quiet on the Western Front, which I haven't seen yet, which I think I'm obviously going to have to see now. Yeah. Um, is, uh, is 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 kind of story based, quite you know, it's a bloody earnest war film, and then mm-hmm. um, Banshees of Inisherin, yeah, all kind of, kind of almost like adapted from short story kind of films, really. But um, mm-hmm. yeah, well done, the Baftas, kind of. Well done, almost. Good winners, shite ceremony. Uh, <laughs> should we go to Westeros? Let's do it. Okay, we are, by golly gosh, we are at the end of season four. We're well over halfway of, uh, of, our, of our rewatch of Game of Thrones, which feels extraordinary, really. Um, it doesn't feel like it's taken that long, but it's, it's taken a few. No. Um, and this is our, uh, we broke, as you will be aware, we broke uh, the constraints of the three apps per season. This is our fourth uh, rewatch of season four. Um, Mm-hmm. And it was the children, and bloody hell, what an episode! What a bloody episode! Before we delve into it, here's a little reminder of what went on in that jam-packed, character-laden uh, season finale uh, from our friends at the previous on podcast. Back in a sec. Beyond the wall, Jon Snow is walking alone through the corpses left after the previous episode's battle. The wildlings surround him and lead him to Mance Raider. They drink to the memory of Egret, and John is about to kill Mance when horns sound an attack. Thousands of knights charge into the wildling camp. The cavalry is under the command of King Stannis and quickly cut down the wildling fighters. Mance Raider surrenders to save his people, although he refuses to kneel to Stannis. John convinces Stannis to take Mance prisoner rather than executing him on the spot. Over in King's Landing, the maesters are prodding Sir Gregor, the mountain, who is clinging to life after being poisoned by Oberyn's spear. The rather experimental Kyburn thinks that the mountain can be saved, sort of. Lord Tywin insists Cersei will marry Sir Loras, while Cersei insists that she will stay with her son Tommen and threatens to reveal her incest to the world. When she leaves her outraged father, she goes to Jaime to reignite that incest. Daenerys is hearing from petitioners in her throne room when a man appears with a bundle of bones. One of the dragons has killed his daughter. Daenerys can't stand to see any more dead children and leads two of her dragons into the dungeons beneath the pyramid. Crying, she attaches chains to them and leaves them in the dark. Drogon, the largest dragon, has gone AWOL. The Night's Watch burn their dead and Tormund, who was captured, tells Jon to take Egret beyond the wall and burn her remains where she belonged. In the far north, Bran, Hodor, Mira and Jojen reach the giant heart tree from Jojen's visions. Undead whites spring from beneath the snow and kill Jojen. The others are saved when one of the children of the forest appears. They're a race of little magical forest dwellers long thought extinct. Throwing fireballs, she drives off the whites. Inside the cave beneath the tree, magic is keeping the whites from entering, Bran is taken to an old man who's entwined in its roots. This is the three-eyed raven. Bran asks if he can make him walk again. No, he says, but he will make him fly. When Brienne stumbles across Arya Stark, the hound steps between them and refuses to hand her over. In a vicious fight, Brienne throws the hound off a cliff, but Arya escapes. Arya finds the hound severely injured. He asks her for a quick death, but Arya leaves him to suffer alone. Before he's executed, Jamie frees Tyrion from his cell. Parting in the tunnels beneath the Red Keep, 
Tyrion climbs up to his father's chambers. Lying in Lord Tywin's bed is Tyrion's lover, Shay. Plot twist, she had more than one lion. She tries to stab him, but Tyrion grabs her necklace and regrettably throttles her to death. Tyrion finds Lord Tywin sitting on the toilet. Pointing a crossbow at him, they then have an intimate family discussion. When Tywin utters the word whore once too often, Tyrion shoots him, leaving him to die. In the tunnels below the castle, a panicking Varys puts Tyrion in a crate to smuggle him from the city as horns have signalled an emergency. In a port, Arya finds a ship on the way to Bravos. She only has one coin to pay with, though, the coin Jack and Hagar gave her. The captain recognises it immediately. Valar Magulis, says Arya. Valar de Harris, says the captain. And Arya crosses the sea with her back to Westeros. Here we go, the children. Uh, I think almost everybody was in this. I, I can't. I can't. Who was not in this? Ramsay. Principal. No Theon. Yeah, there was no Ramsay. There was no Ramsay, was there? That's right. There was no, no Theon. No Sansa. Correct. You're right. But I'll take it back. Yeah. But I thought, like, I sort of say this most weeks. I think this is one of the best episodes of Game of Thrones. <laughs> it was it was a cracker. I'd forgotten it's so how good. much happened. Yeah. It's so good. And it's interesting because we've not watched a season finale yet. This is our first season finale. And they're not like Ooh. this normally. No, they're, they're always not. They're quite, quite big episode kind of, nine. Yeah. Pick they're up almost like prologues to the season yes. f- premiere, aren't they? Yeah. This was, there was so much going on and there were so many good set pieces, so many good moments. I think most bits could have been the final bit of the episode. Tyrion killing his dad yep. uh, could have been one. Uh, yeah. Obviously, we had a John sort of burning egret. Uh, could have been yeah. one. Daenerys chaining up the dragons could have ended the season. Children of the, the forest, episode. yeah. Children of the forest. Cliffhanger of them, kind of. Yeah, oh god. Yeah. I thought it was so good, and it, it didn't feel, you know, it didn't feel like that much. Like, oh, let's just check in with everyone once. There were mm. were things that I thought were a little like, oh, I didn't really need to see that. However, I just felt like it was really satisfying and. I forgot how good it was. Yeah, so it's, I had it's been really interesting forgot. to, and I'm really glad we did four this season because it's been yeah, a real. I hate to have missed this. Hate to. Have it's a real this. season of climaxes. Lots and mm. lots and lots and lots of things. Um, so it did what it did so well. I thought was that a it 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 had lots like you say lots of final moments. Things happened, but there were almost as many teasers ahead. At yeah. the same time, do you know what I mean? It's kind of yeah. like for every, um, you know, for every Tywin death, there was the Three-Eyed Raven. There yeah. was um, yeah. what was what's what's Kyburn doing with the with the mountain? There exactly. Was, you know, the loads of stuff. Loads it's, of stuff. Let's start. Let's 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 start from the beginning, shall we? Should we, okay. should we go, go back? I do love a pickup straight after. So the opening yeah. scene was yeah. straight after um, we saw John. Literally, it could have been a complete continuation. Um, was this the first time we've seen Mance Raider? I can't remember. Have we, yeah, we it is. Have, it's the first it, time. It was the first time we met him, wasn't it? And why did why do all characters, when they're introduced, just look so clean and neat and tidy compared uh, to where they end up? Do you know what I mean? When Man, yeah. Mance, Mance's hair looks brushed. You know, it's quite. It looked like you know. It, I was wondering what he was doing in last week's episode. It was just yeah. nourishing his hair. You know, yeah, just, a just bit doing of a bit rinse Moroccan and oil. 
did I did think we sort of talked about this last week. I don't like the the way that they didn't resolve the stuff north of the wall last week, but clearly they couldn't have fitted it all in. Um, yeah. I loved, I think Mans Raider's a really interesting character. And I think what's been really interesting with this episode is there's a lot of older generations either dying or losing their authority. And it's the children literally moving forward. And so Mance has been kidnapped. Like that was sort of, he was a bit of a surrogate father figure for John or sort of like a, a male yeah. figure for him to like, consider like because he's very noble he doesn't kneel very principled he yeah. believes that like they've got a right to come south and they, they just want to hide he had a great speech to john where he's like yeah it's brilliant. we're not yeah. conquering we are fleeing the thing that is also coming for you we want to hide behind the wall it's not yeah hard it's very um, difficult to argue against that really isn't it i think you know so. if, you, if you're the knights if you're in the knights watch to protect all men it's kind of like well yeah fair enough you know who are we to who are we to let you die I know. And, then, and it, there's just these baked prejudices into they're like, well, we've all, we've never let you in, so why would we start now? Yeah. yeah, yeah, no, it was a great speech. The whole, I love that. Of all the ways I'd kill you, poison would be the last. And we've this had that a few times this season, right? Yeah. Who would who yeah. would poison someone? And even with the mountain uh, being poisoned, it was like, oh, those Martels, how dare they? But yeah. he, you notice, you know, he, he lets John in. They have a drink. I don't know if there was any bread and salt because that's a Westeros thing, but. Very yeah. similar to the Red Wedding, right? When you let someone in, you, you don't betray yeah, them, you, you don't harm them. And he's very principled. He was like, that's not what it's for. Um, but he said, like, oh, that giant, that random giant you killed, like, he was like the head of a big tribe of giants. You've, like, you've yeah, wiped the, that the, family The end out, of a bloodline know? of a thousand generations or something like that, wasn't it? Yeah. It's brutal. And the Stannis moment. Now, I would say at the time, I was like, this is massive. This is huge. Watching yeah. it this week, I feel like they sort of, it doesn't, it didn't do anything for me. It felt so Well, we random. know it doesn't go anywhere. That's why. It I really, think that's a big problem with this really episode anything, is there are it? some things, and I think the same with all of the Daenerys stuff. It's like, God, we know those dragons are going to come out of the cave in about seven episodes time. Yeah, so, it's difficult to feel sorry for that yeah. dreadful acting that she did. Also, yeah. Stannis, I was like, I love that you've brought 7,000 people and 7,000 horses. I think you could have done it with half that. Yeah. There was millions of yeah, them. There were tons of them. It was, do you know what that, that scene reminded me of? Um, the opening scenes of Gladiator. Do you remember yeah. like, the, the, like, the great scenes shot just around the corner from my house, actually? Um, no way. It was out in the forest with, with yeah, just loved that because it just looked cold and foggy and not how you imagined Roman war to be. Yeah. I loved it. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, he had some good imperial kind of almost Darth Vader theme tune as well, Stannis did when he, when yes. he invaded. Is that a motif? I'm so bad at recognising motifs in I'm music. Not sure. You know, people that are like, oh, my God, it's uh, I think Star Wars is a great example of that. When people are like, oh, my God, I heard Ray's theme like mm. twinkle in the background. That was a clue to blah, blah, blah. I'm just like, I, I don't I think it, reco the music. it requires a level of extracurricular interest that even we don't possess. Yeah, um, but I love you're that. good at it. You rec you recognize like Reigns of Castamere. I did. Up yeah, everywhere. I'm just yeah, like, I did. Oh, fucking hell, I didn't even hear that. I think Too was... busy listening to them talking. <laughs> yeah, I think um, there is one. Uh, at the end of the episode, they do a choral version of the theme tune. Yes. I've written down, I, lo I love it when Game of Thrones do like an EastEnders 
ending you know like when eastenders yeah. has a ma- major episode like ethel yeah. dying or something like that yeah. you hear the piano starting in the background first. yeah exactly i thought that, that was amazing happened. uh that was really good but yeah I, I the status thing just didn't it it i thought it was more impressive than it was and when i saw it i thought god it's only we've only been watching this for five minutes and he's already i think in the show it's supposed to be like oh my god john is saved he's been mm. saved but it's right. so okay. it's really underplayed like stannis has come all this way with all these horses on all these boats and it's yeah. sort of done as like oh stannis is here yeah i it really lost it for me i wonder if it's just because we haven't really seen every episode and it's not built to it but well i've stannis- forgotten why why he was there anyway apart from mm. just to kind of like just was he trying to make him make uh the, the the free folk bow to him and then join his army or melisandre basically said to him the real the real the fight real is between the living and the dead and so stannis's logic is i can't conquer the seven kingdoms if half of it is zombified so he goes up there to try and like win them to his cause and so okay. obviously next season he then realizes that he needs to take the north back and that yeah. is what's going to buy him his kind of claim. I mean, it, I, I, I really like Stannis. He's a good character. Um, he is a I, good character. I think they don't do yeah. enough in this episode to really sell um, what he's doing. And, and this, this sort of, um, the difficulty, because da- um, Davos is like, he is the king. You should kneel. You should call him your grace at like this. But first of all, the Night's Watch don't really follow, that they are out of the drama. They're like, yeah, they're Switzerland. I'm not getting involved. They're just, yeah. yeah, exactly. But yeah. the other thing is you're like, but you're not actually the king. You can say you've got the best claim, but like you are not yeah. currently the king. So why do I have yeah, to? Yeah, yeah. And it's it's the interpolitical yeah. things in in this sort of um, scenario of Stannis being there and throwing his weight around. I feel like they didn't really get into, and I think they do next season because. Well, there's a line, wasn't there, from Mance where he just said, "Well, I'm not in the Seven Kingdoms, and you're not, you're not dressed for this weather." Yeah, you know, love that. Really, really good line. And but yeah, he's he, he did seem kind of like hugely underprepared didn't he um, yeah but it must i mean it must have taken ages <laughs> to yeah. get all that way yeah um but yeah. no I, I it's really interesting i love the stuff next season with stannis and john very interesting where he tries question, to le- sorry go on question how did stannis get get there they did sailed they, presumably they went th- oh they sailed so they, they went sailed around, around. so you know kind of they would have kind of yeah. come i don't i think i'm right in saying when they go like to hard, hard home, home kind of way kind right, of that okay, way yeah. there's a tower yeah. on you know there's a few towers there's a few castles yes okay yeah and then we move to another weirdly i guess like it felt like quite a minor just a weird moment really the whole thing with um the mountain in um yeah in uh in, in lying Kings on Landing. his supposed deathbed with the creepy with the kind of almost glutinous kind of blood being venomous kind of poison blood being sucked out of him um but i remember watching it and and obviously knowing what we know why do you think that scene exists is that just to kind of start creating cersei's um clique so you know the mountain got kyburn and and her kind of like forging a little group. That's what that's got to be about, right? Yeah, and, about- and you know, displacing uh, Pycelle and getting yeah. Kyburn in. It's very like new era. I didn't think that scene needed to be in. I think that the mountain being kind of resurrected would have been more powerful if he kind of came out of nowhere and you've got this eight yeah. foot monster and she's like, 
and you go, oh, that's weird. I think the problem with it is they've gone, let's try and like walk people through what's going on. But the thing that's yeah. going on is he's been brought back to life, which yeah. bear in mind, this is a universe in which they don't even have like, if you have a painkiller, it'll kill you. Literally, if you yes. have too much yeah, of it. Yeah. It's so, I kind of find it a little annoying how they're like, oh yeah, we sort of have the technology to keep him alive. Yeah, but, he just immediately we, started doing a blood transfusion, didn't he? Yeah, yeah but then, so. then we're like, but you know, but like we haven't got that many wheels or we haven't got like hot water. But also <laughs> like, there's this, there, yeah, exactly. There is this weird kind of disconnect in Westeros, isn't there, between kind of believers in magic and, and, and not, you know, on one, like you say, on one hand, the science is pretty rudimentary there. There's milk of the poppy and nightshade and mm. this and that and, and whatnot. But then it's just accepted, like as we know with John, a bit later on, and with the mountain, eh, it's all right, just bring him back to life. It's absolutely yeah, fine. No one, but, no one really goes, hold on a sec, what the fuck? It's just yeah, it's, it's, very it's sort strange. Of weird where they diverge from, you know, I mean, the basic hygiene there. If you catch, if you, if you get a cut, you know, Robert Baratheon like died from falling off a horse and getting yeah. an infection. <laughs> yeah, I find it quite. I find it quite difficult to imagine the sanitation in 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 Westeros. And also, being, but then Jamie like had, Jamie had his hand chopped off, not even removed with any sort of like degree of yeah. like uh, discretion. And literally, and he's rubbed fine. in horse shit. Yeah, rubbed in horse shit, pissed the on, and in horse shit, pissed he's like yeah, never exactly. looked better. And uh, you it know, I thought that was unnecessary. That episode, that scene, and. Um, yeah, but, I, but there, we are. there we are. There we are. And then, but yeah, I agree that I agree that a big mountain reveal would have been good because, if I remember rightly, they don't half tease the mountain being mm. this monster for a long, long, long time. Yeah, I like, think it next, went on for ages. Next season, he's when does I think he's just in hiding with Kyber. Oh, I think it's, it's being it's experimented after her walk with. Of, Ky- yes, it's after. Yeah, her exactly. Walk of he, shame. He, she, he picks her up. He's yeah. there to, yeah, that's, that is it, yeah. Um, and then we have, I guess, the third wheel in, in however many wheels that are going on, which is this, this, we, we see Cersei's growth into, into, I guess, her imperial phase really is what she's, yeah. what she's, what she's leaning towards. Yeah. She talks about, she talks to Tywin in that fucking great scene. What brilliantly scripted scene yes. between Cersei and Tywin, where where she she reveals or or kind of at least picks the scab off Tywin to to tell her that that, that the rumors about her and Jamie are true. Just such a her protection, her need for protection. And fe- I kind of felt I feel quite sorry for Cersei quite often in Game of Thrones. She, she does mm. become an absolute monster and and and, and lunatic, but. She's always just been there for her kids. She just bloody loves her kids. She yeah. always That's what it's always been about. And as she says to Tywin, Joffrey's dead. You've just, you've just traded uh, Marcella, Marcella, Marcy? Yeah, Mar- Marcella. Yeah, Marcella. Marcella just traded her off, you know, as, as a kind of political puzzle. Yeah. And now Tommen is, is going to be king. And, exa- and like she said, exactly the same thing will happen to him because that's just what happens to kings and queens in Westeros. Exactly. Um, and just trying to make Tywin see what he's actually doing to the families. He said he's doing it for Lannisters and in reality he's, all he's doing is destroying Lannisters. He's just doing it for himself. Yeah. It's, and I think she, a- she, it's, it's kind of great seeing someone like her 
be undone by the system. It's like, oh, you are, uh, so far you've been such a, like a boss. And it's like, no, you can still be sent to Highgarden and married off. Like your only role to your father is to like put up and shut up. And I think like, that's, I kind of would love to have seen what would happen if her and Loras got married. It would have been funny, but it's, you know, we'll never see that. But it was, it was great watching her kind of come out as a twincest um, aficionado. Yeah. To sort of... Well, she was all for it. Yeah, yeah but to, to, because she's like, that's the only way she can kind of destroy her father is by destroying his reputation. And she yeah. all but... And she kind of fucks... You know, it's a, it, if she, she's kind of ruined herself in his eyes, right? Yeah. Never... She's not trying to yeah, be 100%. like... And it's really good. It's amazing to sort of do that... Yeah for what you believe in, which is to try and stop this marriage. So I thought that was great. And, and that is mostly uh, made up for the show as well. That scene yeah. doesn't exist in the book. Oh, really? I loved it. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They yeah. don't really address the incest as much. And was that, do you think that was clearly to, because we need to be thinking about Tywin more, because otherwise it would yeah. just Tywin. Would, if without that scene, Tywin would have just appeared on the shitter and got yeah. shot. That was it. I think it's um, to sort of set him up as more of a villain as well. Um, yeah. To kind of as to why he's hated by by yeah. by all of his children, really. And to have Jamie, conflict. poor old Jamie, shat his pants, didn't he? It's like, yeah. what you told him? What did he say? Like, I know. Oh, and she was like, she's like, good news. I told our dad that we're fucking, and he's <laughs> like, what? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't tell you to do that. <laughs> but hang on a minute, I've got an erection. Yeah. Don't, dad knows. <laughs> dad knows we're sleeping together. He's like, why would you tell him that? Um, <laughs> yeah, I thought it was hilarious. Uh, but yeah, I, you know, I. I all the Lannister stuff in this episode is, is really great. I mean, yeah. Tyrion has mostly been kept off the side. We haven't seen him a lot. Um, but most of this season, he is in jail or in court or whatever. But that moment when him and Jamie have a hug and Jamie kisses mm. him on the cheek, I, it, that was really, yeah. really touching, actually. Yeah, um, they were great. They're a great pairing. Whenever they were together, you know, really good pairing. And actually, you know, probably... The, the only two Lannisters that really genuinely heartfeltly like each other, you know, yeah. and have it and have love there. It's really you nice. Know. Yeah. It is really yeah. good. Really good indeed. We did go over to, um, to see Danny. Mm. Bit of a, bit of a tough moment it just is a th- sign of things to come isn't it i think we're heading into boring danny season aren't we it's just not interesting to watch i mean the the main thing in this episode was that one of the slaves that she freed has having like an identity crisis now that he's not a slave and he's asked to go yeah. back into being a slave and she's like yeah. she's kind of makes this loophole where she's like well if you want to do it then that's okay it's like what yeah, it becomes like a freelancer contract. You can do it, yeah. but only for a year. And then if, you, if you're still there for a year, it's a full-time employment and the tax will come after you. What? Also, yeah. why a year? Why a year? Like, of course, you know, she's, as if he's going to go, oh, I, I did it again and I didn't like it. Like, his whole yeah. thing is like, I understood the system and I don't yeah, know. I knew where understand. I stood, yeah. Yeah, and, and and you know what? The two, the, two, the two things that did happen do play a part in, in shaping... Yeah. Danny to, to to kind of they've got to start kick because they obviously have already planned where Danny's going to end up by now um, so they have to start her her downfall from being a righteous slave freer and mm. an empire builder to being this megalomaniac um, 
crazy person. Um, yeah, and yeah. I guess and I guess the two things that the two things that she has going for her in her life in her mind are the fact that she does good by freeing the slaves, tick, and that she is the mother of dragons, tick. Yeah. Now and and what we see in in these kind of two or three minutes are um, the fact that both of those are in peril. You know, the slaves aren't happy, and the and she can't control her dragons. Yeah. So I, I get it. Just I just you know, Daenerys is not a great crier. She doesn't she doesn't show emotion very well. No, uh, she she looks slightly fake. She, panto when she's angry, and and the the kind of like the look back down to the cellar at the dragons with moist eyes was just a bit. Oh my god, that's awful. Yeah, it's it's interesting in so much as you said. Like she's trying to be a humanitarian. She's tried being like a Targaryen and neither are sort of working. And mm. I think it is interesting. I, ca- I was watching it and I was thinking, oh, she's kind of the only g- virtuous ruler. Like she's literally trying to be kind. Yeah. But it's not that interesting to watch her go. Well, so okay, it, shows gonna- it shows that ruling always has a grey area, doesn't it, I guess? Yeah, yeah. And I think that's where she kind of ends up. She realises she has to like kick some heads in in order to get anywhere. But yeah, yeah it's right. just hard to watch and I'm not that interested in it. Um, yeah. And uh, yeah, you're right. This is the point with this storyline where we're like, oh, you're so far away. One of the things yeah. that is great about this episode is all these new combinations of characters. And she very, until Tyrion comes along at the end of next season, she's God, still just got the same old there, people. Yeah. I know, I know. Yeah. Um, hold that thought, want- right. Hold, hold that thought. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. Don't skip past them because they pay our food bills. <laughs> if you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices. Prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous to your contracts, they said, what the f are you talking about? You insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Uh, okay, so we left Danny uh, with the charred remains of a three-year-old girl and some teenage dragons really struggling with puberty. Uh, and there was 
the burning pyre scene I thought was wonderful. I love, love you know, they, they do funerals really well in Game of Thrones. You know, whether it's the floating um, Viking funeral the Viking with, the one, mist, yeah. with the mist arrow, you know, yeah. and the, the, the pyre at the end of the long night, which, we, which we, I'm sure we'll cover, was just like extraordinary, just seeing... All of, all of those guys on it and this one was great although the, the weird nice little off, off, the, off the shoulder number for Egret I thought it was nice it's very, nice, I thought, nice very stylish very yeah. stylish funeral I thought his dresser yeah just like show a little but bit I really of skin love not too much yeah. appreciated that because I forgot about that scene so when we talked about last week where I thought you were not ending Egret with like you know nothing Jon Snow it's yeah. nice that it came back to something a little bit. And there was a lot of references to her. Tormund talked about her as well, you know. Yes, there was, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. A lot yeah. of like, okay, you've won John, but like at what cost? And like, yeah. did you ever really love her and stuff like that? Um, yeah. I thought he gave her a good send off. And I, I really just like the fact that John is sort of like, look, to Stannis, he's like, look, I don't, do what you want, but you've got to burn the bodies. And he doesn't yeah, really yeah. explain yeah. why. And Stannis is like, oh, hang on, this is foreboding this is weird yeah, uh, yeah, yeah so i thought the tie off with egret was really really good i thought that yeah. that did a, a good job and i think the um and it showed a bit of his leadership skills where you know literally set her on fire done turned away walked away he was he was upset but he was kind of like you know there was no yeah. kind of like there's no he knew he did what needed to be done i'm sure he'd have rather buried her you know yes and then lots of they, again that thing in the episode of lots of people turning back Turning away from the past, moving forward. He's literally burnt yeah. that away now. Burnt That's over master, yeah. and moves forward. Let's talk about Brienne and the Hound, because that is... Oh, we're jumping just... ahead. Okay, fine. Yeah, oh, well, yeah, what's, ne- what's next? No, no, what no, no. Next? No, we'll, no, no. We'll do, we'll do Brienne and the Hound, because it's a, it's a great scene. And then we'll come on to uh, my favourite bit. <laughs> oh, I thought this would be the, your favourite bit. Well, no, I did. I mean, I did. Lo- I did love this bit, but uh, as I've oh, always said, Bran, my favorite, my, yeah, my fa- the Bran stand is in the house. Okay, yeah. let's talk about. Uh, let's talk about that Brian and the Hound. Okay, I fucking loved that whole thing yeah, because, cool. yeah, characters we've not really seen together. It starts off quite sort of congenial, like Arya and Brienne are talking about. Oh, men don't let us train, but like we'll do it anyway. And then you yeah. realise, like, hang on, the these guys, the, the Hound is not going to let Brienne get in the way. She's yeah. not going to let him take Arya. And you realise that there's some serious shit going down. It's very, like, WWE, I thought. Yeah, because you know that they're both amazing warriors. It's just yeah. like, this is, this is what we want. John Cena! Yeah, it's, yeah. It's like it was just it. like, you could almost hear, you know, in Kill Bill, when that sort of siren goes, you know, when yeah, she yeah. sort of sees yes. one of the, uh, the, one of the assassins. I thought, I thought it was the, amazing. The, the, the act, the act, the performances from from Maisie and from um, Gwendolyn and uh, what's the hound's real Rory. name? Rory. Rory um, were brilliant there. The, I love a penny drop moment. You yeah, know, I just I love a penny drop moment. And when Brienne realizes who she is, who Arya is, it's just like, oh God, yes, shit, gonna go down. It was yeah. amazing. It was so good. And it's really funny because you watch it. I remember watching it thinking, again, like, it's not in... That scene is not in the books. They made that for the show. Yeah. And I remember watching it thinking every event, every possible outcome could happen. Like, Brienne could kill the Hound and her and Arya could go off on an adventure. The Hound could kill Brienne 
and cement this idea to Arya that, like, God, we have to do awful things, even kill that nice lady knight. Podrick could have died. Like, there was quite a lot of things. Yeah, so I was yeah, watching it thinking, I don't know where this is going. And I love... But also, no one, was re- no one was really coming at it with bad intentions. The Hound wasn't like, no, I'm keeping it for myself, I'm going to get yeah. a ransom. Brienne wasn't kind of like... Either. They were... They, both of them thought that they were in the right there, doing yeah. what was best for Arya. And actually, Arya just ended up going, excuse me, you two fucking idiots. I don't need either. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Bye. Yeah. Love that. that she's she's finally realised. And again, we didn't see a lot of Arya and the Hound in our rewatch. We've just not seen them a great deal. But what we would have seen is just her constantly realising that, like, no one... There's no one place where I'm going to be safe with anyone. Yeah. My yeah, parents yeah. can get killed. My aunt can fall through the door. Everything can get ruined. And so I really think this was a good way for her to you know Brienne makes a is is a, a really good person we know that but when you yeah. go through she's like I'm here to pre- your mum sent me before she got killed by someone and actually I've also been sent by the guy that your family hate that kills your family and I've got his sword and you're kind of yeah, like yeah I'm not going good. with you yeah. this is this is like creepy guy outside a primary school with sweets kind of guy yeah like, true yeah yeah yeah, yeah. And yeah, you go, she didn't sell it well. Yeah. Didn't did a really bad job. And that is what's so great to watch is that you're like, I know what the right the right outcome is for this character, and she's yeah. not doing it. It's really well. Yet again, it's Arya being within a hair's breadth of safety, and yeah. her family, and kind of like you know a completely different path for her. It's, you know, yeah. it's being outside the Red Wedding. It's being at the Moon Door. Uh, you know, it's, yeah, it's, constantly. It's, it's, it's missing constantly. John by you know. It's, it's all of those moments that were just and kind if of like just... if she'd taken her to the Eyrie, if Brienne had taken Arya to the Bloody Gate, she would have met Sansa. Yeah. It's yeah. just there's a lot, and, and I, then yeah. Littlefinger would have had the Littlefinger would have had two Starks. It would have been exactly. Like, oh my god! Yeah, um, <laughs> so I love the fight. It's a it's there is a lot of cuts. I thought, which makes me think. Yeah, very. It's a bit Liam Neeson, wasn't it? It's a bit Liam Neeson jumping over the fence and taking two. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I loved how um, violent, physical it was. Lots of thick yeah. punches, lots of slaps, lots of people getting kicked in the crotch. Like, well, they were both, relentless. I think it's because they spent so long talking about the swords and how good they were and this and that yeah. and the other. The swords actually didn't come into it. It just became no. about just a dirty bar fight. Yeah. Um, it reminded me, the, the kind of, the, the cinematography of it reminded me a little bit of, do you remember in the Lost finale or the Lost penultimate episode yeah yeah where jack's fighting the man in black on like the cliff yeah edge. in the in the mud isn't it in a muddy yeah yeah, Re- yeah, yeah. and the, it, that it reminded me a lot of that like swooping over kind of like yeah a lot of kind of like aerial the shot shots. it was the weather the shot where the hound were above the hound and we watch him tumble back off the cliff that is a beautiful yeah shot of yeah. the camera work it's just great because you actually don't realize there's a drop you realise there's a drop when he realises there's a drop, which is when he's like yeah. 45 degrees over it. And yeah. it's really, really nice. But yeah, I mean, also just an outcome I didn't really, um, you know, it's just an amazing end because he kind it of was doesn't, a great end, yeah. doesn't really die. I mean, I mean, we all know the rules in Game of Thrones. Unless you see someone die, with the exception of Stannis, uh, the chances are they ain't dead. Um, but it was a great moment again between Arya and the Hound one of my one of my favorite oh my god that scene is amazing because actually she she says very very little yeah and he is desperately trying to get her to mercy kill him yeah 
And I think um, it's what's we're just, so we're, like, Well, he just decides about halfway through, doesn't he? He goes, ah, fuck it, I'm ready. I'm ready. Go on, yeah. here's the knife. Go on, I'm ready. Just, which you could have just stabbed yourself, to be honest. Uh, yeah, I wondered why that didn't happen. Okay. Why he you didn't just do that? Could if but, you didn't need her to do it? But don't you think also? From my sort of reading was like he's trying to get Arya. He he thinks Arya's. He thinks he's on her list. So he's almost like giving her. Like I'm going to let you do it. I'm going to let you kill. He was me. on a list. He is on a list. Yeah, and he goes. I killed the butcher's boy, and yeah. she's still. She kind of has mercy. Or I kind of am interested to know what you thought about why she doesn't do it. Is it like because that's the the biggest way she can have power over him is to not? Give well, him I what think he wants. she hasn't really turned into that Ari yet. The one that stabs Merrin Trant in the eyeballs. The mm. one that I think she's not quite there yet. She's she's not become a Jedi. That's him. That's how I felt anyway. And actually, while she's got this pent up hatred and this, she can, she's only ever really done dances with swords yeah. so far, you know, practicing, so to speak. And actually, she hasn't yet fully developed her assassin side yet, which obviously is where she's, where she's heading. Where to she's headed. To, and to, also, to I think she's... So that was my thought, really. And also, she probably just looked at him and just thought, it's going to be, I hate you that much. I'm mm. not going to give you the pleasure of, of me. End, ending your life painlessly I'm going to let you leave there lie there with the, with your thigh bone sticking out yeah I thought that as well I thought there was a bit of like if I was going to kill you it's because it's my idea but now yeah. you want me to do it it's not a revenge list if I'm it's more like a chore list if I'm having to, yeah. if you're like asking me to do it that's the um, honourable friend thing to do and I'm not your friend yeah and I think also I think it's she sort of realises that the, the the sort of semantics of this list are quite complicated because she's like you did a bad thing so you're on the list but I've seen with you on this journey everyone's morally compromised everyone is doing morally bad. Like, yeah. bad things and I've grown to like you and you've you have protected me yeah. really well so does that mean I'm still on the list like I don't really understand but I yeah. thought the way that he... There's a bit that's really awful, which I forgot, where he even sort of implies, like, he would have raped Sansa. I'd have raped Sansa, yeah, yeah. It's really grim. He's really trying to push her buttons. He's lashing out, yeah. He's just he's just trying to... He's just clutching at straws because he just I loved wanna... it. She does. Maisie Williams says so little, but she does so much acting with that. And yeah. I thought it was so amazing. I also think, yeah, that she's kind of... There's a lot with when she goes to the House of Black and White to train. It's like mm. you've got to leave all your identity. You've got to be no one. And I wondered yeah. if there was a bit of that being sort of foretold she's where she's sort of Building like, up her baggage. Yeah, yeah, I've got to let go. I've got to move forward. And then the Bravos coin that she got given in season two, that paid off by the time she got to the docks. Bit of a Sinbad moment. That was one. Oh, my God. Valadares. You have the magic... You have the magic coin? <laughs> yeah. It was a bit kind of like, who are you, wisened old hag with the yeah. magic coin? I'm Enter the one... I'm the one person you needed to see and you found yeah. me. It's like, what? No one else would have a clue what that was. Yeah. He's like, that's not a real coin. Um, but obviously with the coin and the Vala Maguris, yeah. he thinks she's an assassin. She is one of the, the guilds. One of the yeah. assassins. So he's terrified. So he's like, shit. Yeah, 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 so. yeah, like, Holy um, shit. Yeah, exactly. So I love that. And um, the f- scene on the boat is just... It's, they don't do those sorts of things often on Game of Thrones. These like cinematic, or they ha- I don't think they had done them much at that point. It's did beautiful. it mirror? I, I can't remember off the top of my head. Did this? Did that scene mirror Arya's final scene in Game of Thrones? I think it did, didn't it? Didn't she sort off? Oh right yeah, I think there is something. Yes, yeah, off to a new adventure.
Let's talk about the brand stuff. Long-time listeners of the podcast will know that the brand storyline <laughs> is my favourite storyline. I just, I just, I don't know why, because it's not, it's you know, it's pretty thin. Um, I just, I think I just like that that kind of genre. Um, yeah. There's lots in this. There's lots. There's lots in this scene. So this is the moment where <clears throat> all of a sudden they just arrive at. Um, at the uh, the weirwood this beautiful kind of like huge kind of weirwood uh that he's been having visions of yeah. since the very first episode since the pilot episode of game of thrones he this has been his quest this has been his destiny and we, i think i like it so much because there's a bit of resolution there there's a bit of yeah. like fuck oh we've reached it it's almost like in a only playing a game you have to reach the thing so it's almost like a save so if you die mm-hmm. now you, you only revert back to there you're not going to go the, all the way back to the beginning it feels a little bit like that then obviously there's i think it's a obviously a, a massive tribute to jason and the argonauts yeah um in the, with, the, with the skull fight the the skeleton fight and what's the guy oh, shit what was the guy's name harry Housen, i think it was Oh yeah, yes, it, yes, yes, very, yes. Fa- very famous visual effects guy who invented that kind of stop motion um, uh, thing, which is this is obviously a, a huge homage to. Um, loved all that. Weird that they came out in the day. They were just uh, there's not. It's not really uh, yeah. explained why they're there under the ice. I think we just have to assume that they want to stop anybody getting to the Three Eyed Raven in any way possible. Yeah, it's weird because um, I never. See, they don't normally come out of the ground, do they? It's not. They? No, exactly, and it was a very weirdly edited um, scene. The, the, yeah. the fight thing, I think, similar to the fight with the Hound and Brienne as well. Very fast cut. I'm not sure who was directing this episode. Maybe that's that's one of their visual kind of like calling cards. Yeah, I don't know. motifs. Um, but we're introduced to the children of the forest as well. Yeah, uh, who yeah. can throw fireballs? That I just find like you guys have precision. been able to do this all this time, and yeah. you've not killed any white walkers the children <laughs> of the forest are intriguing and i think that we only see them maybe two maybe three times in the whole mm. of game of thrones don't we we see a flash we see a flashback to when they created the night king i think yeah that might be it and maybe we yeah, see them and like, and then maybe we see them in the hold the door episode as well yeah they're in hold the door because they they sort of yeah live under the tree i guess now they the children of the forest uh, to those of you that followed, uh, we're going to be the, the subject of uh, the first uh, f- uh, spin-off of Game of Thrones, um, yeah. which never ended up happening. I think it was called Red Moon. Was it called Red Moon? Yeah, like it that. was. Maybe. That was the that was the code <clears throat> name, I think. Yeah, never, it never, never made it uh, past the pilot stage um, for various reasons. But Children of the Forest was was seen as the as the kind of pinnacle of the with, the with the framework of that and i can kind of guess i can i get why because they are kind of intriguing they're kind of like these weird like pixie lord of the rings kind of yeah. characters now they're pro- they're there to protect the three-eyed raven i don't really it's... i don't understand the dynamic between the three-eyed raven because if they were the first people there yeah. then the three-eyed raven must have come into being is that explaining the books where the three-eyed raven came from the three-eyed raven yes the three-eyed raven is uh is it was an ordinary person that had the abilities that Bran has. And right. I think his name was Brendan Rivers. So he was like a bastard. I can't remember yeah. quite the story because I think they do change it um, as well for the show. But yeah, okay. he had, he was, he had this, he had the same gift and, and it's, he's been there for. But what's the dynamic between him and the children of the forest in the books? Is that explained? I can't remember. But what yeah. I do know, the children of the forest were like the original inhabitants 
of Westeros. And the yes. more that so they it's... cut down the woods and stuff, they had fewer and fewer places to go. And as we find out in the show, they sort of created the White Walkers to like fight humans and then it got out of hand. But yeah. I, I think just because... I think because um, the Three-Eyed Raven is like... Works with the weirwood trees. They're sort of like, "Hey, you're a good guy, and we're gonna." Yeah. Know, oh, okay. You. So it's like a bit of a bit of a, a mutual mutual thing. Okay, I think get so. it. Whoever the fellow was that played the Three Eyed Raven in this was recast, I think, for the next season. Mm. Max von Sydow is in it. Great actor, fucking great actor. I mean, I can mm-hmm. see why they cast him. That is great. Um, I loved. I, I think when this scene first aired, I had, again, this was one of my because I was doing throne cast. All of the skeletons were post-it notes. <laughs> the fireballs were just kind of like ping-pong balls, kind of like stop motion across. I didn't really see any of that. Um, but it was a bit of a letdown. I, 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 I do love the scene, but the whole, but you shall fly, which mm. was used in the, the trailers and was just such a tantalizing cliffhanger to leave Bran on, yeah. never really materialized, did it? Because it was kind of like, it ended up being that we were just, he was just going to be warging a bit. That was yeah. Kind it's of it's it. it's a line from the book, so I thought it was great that they kept that in. But I think they don't really. I think the I I am with you though. I love all of this brand stuff, but yeah. I think the problem. And this is one of the biggest um, sort of uh, casualties of the fact the show can't give away more than is on the page, and even on the page, yeah. it's very like it's very um, slow and it's very careful. And I think they they. I would love to see more of the stuff in in the tree, under the tree, with him yeah. walking and getting more of that. But actually, I think when we'll get to season six, we'll find this out again. It's that like it's actually all over before it's even begun. Hold the door yeah. is like episode four of season six or something, maybe episode five. Yeah. We don't get enough of it, and I think yeah, I I love it all, but I think it's it's very frustrating to get to him and then him telling us something that we don't really understand at this point. Yeah. Because it's like um, the magician, it's, it's the magician's nephew, really, isn't he, or the, the mm. source, or whatever that, that that fable is. And yeah, I like to see, I like to get in the weeds of it and see how he's learning and what he's learning things for and what are the skills that he's got. That and, is know, the thing of, that is most frustrating is that he, we don't really get to the why. Why are you doing this? And I wish don't even start me off on the long night. Fucking hell, what are you doing, mate? Yeah, but don't you know? It's like I wish there was a bit more. It's really important you begin your training because. Dot, dot, and then dot. we find out. But in the end, even in the final season, Bran is like, he's coming to kill me because I can see everything. He wants to wipe out mem- everyone's memories. And I was like, is that what this is about? Like, is that what this... Is that the whole reason? Yeah. He just wants to delete Wikipedia, essentially. Right? Yeah. Is that? I'm like, is that what this is about? Like, because there'll be other, there'll be other, you know, in theory anyway. Well, there was I Jojen. Think. Yeah, well, and, and why was Jojen any different to Bran? That's what I want to know. He can't walk, but he can see things, but he's not, I don't think he's uh, anywhere near. Again, Jojen and Mira, it's like the show doesn't really know, it doesn't really know why they're there, what they know. So it's sort of like they just, Jojen, they just kill off to have a bit of drama. Yeah, still alive in the books, but there's a theory that he's oh. he's been made into. Bran has to eat this paste made out of weirwood seeds to help his abilities grow. And there's a very oh. popular fan theory that Jojen in the book has been killed off screen and has been turned into the paste because they live like under the trees. It's like it's like 
really, really far down and there's caves and stuff. And they, they all, like, get really weird because they haven't been outside for, like, a long time. And they're all, like, Jojen and Mira are all just a bit kind of, like, they all go a bit crazy. It's really interesting, that stuff in the books. I, I'm uh, really okay. looking forward to... That's kind of interesting. It is. It's really Don't say you're really looking forward to seeing what happens. Like, you're going to fucking find out what happens. Those books are never yeah. getting written. I was going to say, yeah, book six, I'm really looking forward to it. When is it going to Never going to happen. Never going to see it. Never going to see it. Yeah. I, also, I tell you what I really like, though, is... Um, there was some nice shots in that scene where Bran walks into Hodor. Yes. And like, there's Bran is like eyes glazed over. There's two skeletons coming up behind him. There was some yeah. really, really nice shots, but. And Hodor puts his fingers up one of the skeletons nose. I know. Does a, does a, does a flip. Yeah. He turns into, like you say, WWE again. It's very, WWE yeah, references but, here. Yeah. Yeah. He takes hold of the controllers. And he's like, <laughs> yeah, he's just smashing it. He's got all the power ups, but it, it, you know, Good sort of good to get them finally up there, but I just would love him to talk a bit more. I'd love Brand to just be like, "Oh, he gets, I miss it, he gets, it only gets worse, doesn't it? Because he just starts speaking in weird wizard code from now on, doesn't yeah. he? Really? Once he gets out of there, he's all kind of like, especially. I, 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 I do like the moments where Brand. I, I do like the moments where Sansa and Arya kind of meet up with him again. They're a bit like, "Fuck it, oh, you've weirded out." He, mate. Yeah. <laughs> <What's>, <laughs> Our like, brother's gone on a gap You've been listening to my chemical romance. Yeah, exactly. But what they do in season seven is like, someone will say something, they'll go, wow, I haven't been to Harrenhal for years. And he'll just idle into the frame and go, you were there last week. <laughs> Dobbing on people. You know, he goes, oh, I uh, can't wait to see my betrothed. You've been having an affair with your secretary for three months. Yeah. It's like, Bran, who let you in? <laughs> What feels like the finale, really, is, is, is Tywin and Tyrion's... Um, oh, my gosh, yeah. Uh, ...kind of uh, meeting up. Uh, question mm-hmm. for you. Tyrion yes. is shown the route of his escape to, towards Varys and the crate, the yeah. crate, by Jamie. He makes a decision not to go and instead heads to Tywin's bedroom where he sees Shy, Shay. Shay. And... And it's it's there that his anger he realizes that Tywin and Shay have been banging away. Um, not only that, but she called him, she calls Tywin her lion as well. Yeah. And that is what tips him over the edge, grabs the crossbow, does does his dad in. Yeah. What was he going to the bedroom for in the first place? So I thought actually what I understood about this scene before I rewatched it is is different. So my understanding was he goes through this Varys. He breaks out of his cell. Mm-hmm. Jamie shows him this secret passageway, and he goes down. Which has got to be from her. Which has got to be the same yes, passage. House it's the got to be. Passage. It's got to be the same one from House of the Dragon. It's got to yeah. be. So he's supposed to go down, and then that's how we'll get to the docks. He realizes he's in the Tower of the King, so he goes up to sort of confront his dad to say, "How could you sentence me to death?" Yeah. But. Again, I don't want to be too... I know, I truly try not to go on about the books, but there's stuff... I, I thought... I loved all of this, but it, it, for me, lacks a little bit of context as to, like, why he would want to kill his dad. So mm. in the... Well, that's... Uh, what, he, but that's we learned from, the, from, from this episode that it's because of Shy, of Shay. So... Tell me what what yeah. what the book well, says. So in the, we, we found this out in season one um, that... Um, Tyrion had this story where he he like met this like whore and 
he fell in love with her and his dad paid for like all of his soldiers to ha- have a go on her as well, right? Do you remember yeah. they do this drinking game yes. with Bron? Yeah, 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 yeah. Like in the book, uh, Jamie sort of says, look, I've got a, I've got a confession. Like that uh, woman that your dad like never said, it was, too, it was never good enough for you. She actually wasn't a whore. Like, so it's sort of even worse, right? Like they just right, okay. gang raped a random woman and she was good enough for him. She was sort of not highborn, but she wasn't like... Yeah, a completely different class. So he realizes that this this thing he's been told, which is that your dad didn't want you to have like go down the wrong path, is a lie. And yeah. this is this woman that he was in love with, and that's why he goes to kill his dad. Right. Okay. And it's a bit more hell bent on revenge. And what I found with watching this, the way it is in TV, it's all framed as a little bit more. Like even killing Shay is kind of like a bit of a. I was defending myself, and I I just sort of had to kill you. Whereas in the book, it's like. It's it's really like revenge. It's like, a bit more vengeful. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and I sort of think the show is like we don't want Tyrion. To, we, he's the closest thing we have to a main character. Exactly. And we, he's the we can't have him just yeah. murdering people. But I yeah. loved, you know, the, the the thing with Shay where he chokes her on his father's like big chain, like a yeah. pimp chain. The thing that's really great is that is that Dinklage collapses. And you don't realise till the camera moves. Like, her head, her upside down head, you don't really realise that she's dead until yeah, yeah, yeah. it pans across. So I thought that was really great. But, yeah, yeah he realises he's been sold out, that she testified against him because his dad's been sleeping with her as well. Um, yeah. And, yeah, so he goes up. That, that My understanding is that once he, once he saw Shay and realised, that's why he goes up to kill his dad in the TV show. Yeah. And the significance of the crossbow is that that's the crossbow that Joffrey killed Roz with. Yeah. Is that right? I yes. think it must be. Yeah, I think it must be. Um, yeah. But also it's just, I mean, it's just cool, right? Like, what a way to go. Yeah, little mini crossbows. Those bolts. I, you oh. know, I obviously don't handle many crossbows in my line of work, but those bolts are huge. I wonder if my neighbour's got one like that. Oh, yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Um, but a great, 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 great scene between that that Charles Dance was exemplary in there the snidey kind of like trying to second guess and trying to play against his uh, but you're you're a Lannister you're my son you've Mm. done so well and Tyrion's just like you'd send to me to death you fucking dick it's like forget all that let's talk about it yeah (laughs) it was just such a and also like when he said oh I would never have I would have never Get, let you get killed. He's like, why wouldn't you let me in on this? Like, why am yeah, I why only you, just why finding you just this wink out? at me just once in, in in either the trial or the yeah. trial by combat? Just look over and just go. I've got your back, son. Yeah, right. just fix it. But I think that was what was so. I mean, I, I I often think about this. Like, was Tywin telling the truth? I'm not sure what he wanted. Uh, what whether he was whether he believed Tyrion poisoned Joffrey. I don't think he did. Yeah, I it's find a weird the one, charade it? with the trial. I'm like, what why do it all? The fact that he's the fact that, you know, that, that Tyrion is is you know, in Game of Thrones speak, an imp, you know, seems to be the only reason that Tywin yeah. didn't like him. Because actually he was fucking great. He was a great ally to Tywin in mm. terms of how to handle the crown, the purse Politically, you know, he knew a lot of things. He could influence a lot of things. He was a good thinker. So actually, you know, it, compared to Jamie and Cersei, he was the best that he got. It, it can't yeah. all have been about physical prejudice, surely. Yeah. It's, also, yeah. he like, you know, he needs... Jamie can't have kids because he's on the Kingsguard. Cersei is probably not 
able to have more. I'm not sure. Yeah. But, oh no, I guess she is because she does get pregnant. But like, yeah. you know, Tyrion's the one that can produce more like Lannisters essentially, yeah. right? Because like she's... But I guess the danger is there is the hereditary thing. But did, does, he, does he blame him for his wife's death? I think he does. I think he does. And I think also well, he, he's, Tyrion is the least, the hardest one to control. Yeah. Jamie, he puts him on the, you know, basically a glorified policeman, mm. can't inherit land, can't marry, and he's sort of like, you know, easy to work with. Cersei, too busy with the kids, kind of always did what she was told. Tyrion yeah. is the one that is probably like, I mean, he's incredibly smart. And I think that's probably something that's, it makes him hard to manage. Yeah. Um, but it's, yeah, I also thought it, this is an interesting thing. Like it's the first time we've really seen Tywin not in like regal clothes or armor or anything. He's just in like an undershirt. Literally just on the bog. What and it's so exposed. It's so exposing. Um, yeah. And yeah. yeah, I just really clever. And it just, what an, what a way to go. I mean, I think, I think it's so great that he has such a, shit way of dying like just getting yeah. shot on the toilet yeah. um and i also just love on a, on a thematic you know it the whole thing goes to shit when tywin's not running things anymore like it's really chaotic from here on out um and it's yeah this all the stuff with the sparrows coming in it is all because of the power vacuum left behind because yeah. no one's there to keep cersei in check and then yeah we Tyrion goes right back down after shooting his dad gets in the crate off to Pentos. And that, my friends, is season four of Game of Thrones done and dusted. Thoroughly enjoyed all four of these. Amazing, episodes. amazing really season. Good. I really forgot how good it was. Is it the best season for you? Uh, I think as a season, yeah, I think it's the most cohesive. I think it's the most consistent. Yeah, I think it is. I think it is. Yeah. So I was shocked okay. about season three. I, f- I was shocked how like it felt like, oh my God, they're, they're just waiting for the Red Wedding. This was a really like fast-paced, really satisfying. Yeah. Um, and I think it's the series where so they do play around with the source material and it mostly works. I think from yeah. here on out, this is where it starts to... Okay. Anyway. So we've got yeah. season five. We're starting season, season five. Season five, it's next. on its way. So we'll put up... Um We'll put up the uh, the episodes as we always do on, on our Twitter account at Dragoncast underscore pod. All you got to do is like your three at a max, <laughs> your three yeah. favorite episodes, um, and or, or even look, just pick your three least favorite episodes, <laughs> your, your least worst episodes, I should say. This so, is- so we've got yeah. so, you know looking through them. Um, we had the wars to come, which is the flashback uh, Cersei has, and Mance meets his grisly end. Um, then we're in the House of Black and White, which is where Arya arrives in Bravos. Um, it's where uh, John is voted as Thingamajig of the Night's Watch. Yeah. Um, then we got High Sparrow, where we meet the High Sparrow and head into that kind of storyline. <clears throat> then we have Sons of the Harpy, my least favourite baddies in the whole world of anything. Um, oh, yeah. Loris is arrested for homosexuality. Um, then we see uh, the, the end of Barris and Stelmy, which was one of the most controversial killings in the whole of the TV yes. series. Then we've got Unbowed, Unbent and Broken, uh, which is the really grim uh, Sansa one, which we would rather not do if at all possible. Please, thank you very much. Yeah. Then we've got The Gift, uh, we get, which is directed by Miguel Sapochnik, who you might know, um, which is then 
which is kind of like a politically one, political one, where High Sparrow arrests us, say, and all of that kind of stuff. Then we got Hard Home. Uh, then we've got Dance of the Dragons, which is the um, the one with the is... fighting pits where Drogon sort of comes back and. Yeah. I thought Hard Home was episode nine. I did not know it was an episode. No, Hard eight. Home's episode eight. Dance of the Dragons is episode nine, which is where the the, the dragon arrives and swoops um, uh, Daenerys, which is which was exciting the first time. It's the first time we saw Daenerys on the back of a dragon. So that was it, like a big, it is, yeah. That is that's, that's true. Like big He's big, big moment. And then ten uh, season finale is Mother's Mercy, which is Selyse uh, distraught over Shireen's death. It's the grim opener. Oh God, we've got Shireen's death as well. Where, what which one does that happen? That? that happens in. Oh my goodness! It must be episode nine. Mm. Yes, it is because um, the, she she talks about the dance of dragons in this episode. She talks. Okay. She talks about Rhaenyra and she talks about uh, Aegon the Second. Oh God! Wow. Yeah. Okay. So there's some there's some House of the Dragon stuff in that episode, which will be quite interesting. Oh great! Okay, cool. Um, and then so. Salise, funny Salise season, isn't it? Funny yeah, it season. is. Kyburn, uh I think we. Oh, this it's the shame moment. Oh my god! Episode, is that the final episode? Episode, episode yeah. ten is shame. Yeah. Um, Hannah Waddingham from Ted Lasso as the nun. Our friend had. I wonder if I, I might drop Hannah a line. See if she fancies coming. You on. should. I interviewed her last last oh, year. Hannah's so good. She's such for, a good, uh, for an American she, magazine. I'm, I've never been so happy to see someone get such success from Ted Lasso because yeah. you know she was great in in Game of Thrones. It was a real career moment for her, and you know, she. I'm sure she didn't struggle, but she, you know, it, it took a while for her to get another decent yeah, TV gig. Yeah. You know, she's very famous in theatre land. Um, so yeah. I'm really pleased with her. But yeah, we end. So it's, we, episode ten's great. Actually, we've got we've got shame, uh, and um, then we've also got um, John not being very well. Oh God, of course, yeah. It's a, I've just been looking through the list of episodes and sort of as you've been sort of talking through them. I don't. It's a lot of episodes where I'm like, this just all feels like moving pieces around. Yeah. So I'm sort of intrigued. I'm not going to, I'm actually not going to offer any, any, here's what I'd like to watch. I don't want people to be, I just want people to. But we've already said hearts. we don't, we'd, we'd rather not discuss the Ramsey raping sound. I'd rather not watch Unbowed and Un- Unbroken, definitely. Uh, because I just, it's just also like, you know, even, even it's not, part is watching it. I don't really want to watch it. Secondly, I think in terms of, we know what we're going to say about it. We know how we feel yeah. about it. We've talked about it a few times. Yeah. It just feels like a, a, a sort of, um, yeah. A, a and also it's quite era. sand snake heavy no one needs that in their life so i'm very intrigued to see what people vote for in my, in my head there's definitely a couple of episodes i'd like to see but i actually i feel like i'm going in a little bit less um granular Bothered. with like what i know yeah. about it all i feel okay, like a great. bit like okay let's just see um cool. fab okay well those will go up on the twitter account shortly um the OA episode, uh, we're, we're into part two of the OA. That'll be with yeah. you later on in the week. Uh, yeah. Have we, We've had a lot of comments on YouTube about the OA. Uh, not so many about um, about uh, House of the Dragon, actually, this week. We've had lots, lots of people, we've had a, quite a lot of new newcomers to, Dragon, to, to House of the Dragon, but not to Game of Thrones. Uh, have we had any mention of anything? Season four, episode two... No, we're not adding any comments. Do get us in touch. Do get in touch with us at Dragoncast underscore pod, pod or on the YouTube channel, which is uh, Dragoncast Pod, and leave some comments. Let us know what you think. 
let us know yeah. what you think. We are always, always pleased to hear from you. Until the OA part two, and until next week, where we'll be discussing whatever the whatever the first episode you guys choose from season five of Game of Thrones, Dracaris. Dracaris. If you'd like to get involved in the podcast, just head over to Twitter at DragonCast underscore pod or email DragonCast at DaftDoris.com and leave us your Easter eggs, predictions and thoughts on the show. You can also watch this episode over on our YouTube channel. Just search for DragonCast Jamie East. Any support, whether it's a follow, a share, a mention to your friend on the bus or a tattoo on your backside is very much appreciated. DragonCast is hosted by me, Jamie East, along with Chris Mandel and is a Daft Doris production. Drakkar.